You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Trenches. I hope everybody's having a wonderful week. You know, it is the offseason right now. The Buccaneers are off. Uh, if you don't count the uh, Pro Bowl, and I do not count the Pro Bowl. I did not watch one second of the Pro Bowl. I'm sorry. Congratulations to Baker Mayfield. I think he got MVP. And he got accuracy, whatever. I, I'm not watching the Pro Bowl. I, I'm not watching the Pro Bowl when there's a skills competition. I'm not watching the Pro Bowl when there's a game because it's unwatchable. I'm sorry. I love football more than anybody on the planet, but I can't watch Pro Bowl football. It is unwatchable. But it's the offseason right now. The Buccaneers don't have an offseason. NFL teams don't have offseasons. They, they rock and roll 365, and that's the way it goes. Now, this offseason should be a lot more eventful than last year's offseason because if you remember last year's offseason, it was about, well, how, how can we save money and who can we keep and we, we, we're against the cap and we don't have a quarterback and our quarterback's leaving and a lot of things were going on. And if you look at the way, you know, Jason Light and Todd Bowles and this organization made things happen, to me, they get an A-plus in a lot of ways, okay? Because at the beginning of this year, and listen, I remember what I say all the time every single week. I remember what I say. I hear people hit me up on social media, you didn't like Baker. I didn't have a reason to like Baker before he got here. But as I watched him, I grew to understand that he's pretty darn good for this offense. It's no deeper than that. Okay. Do I, did I want Baker Mayfield to succeed? Yes. Would I have bet my house at the beginning? Hell no, not my house. No way. It turned out great. Okay. But if you look and see what this organization has done in a year, they get an A plus because nobody thought they'd be here. Nobody thought they'd be in a situation coming off of a playoff win. Okay. It's a big deal. There's, if you look at the Buccaneers and the years where they had playoff wins, how many years do you think of all the, the the existence they had a playoff win? Probably four percent of the ch- times. Like seriously, they don't, they barely ever have a playoff win. So it was a big deal to get a playoff win. Now, Jason Light's gonna have to earn his money again, okay? Because this time he does have more money. If you're looking at all the teams that have money in uh, under the cap, uh, Washington has seventy three, Titans seventy one. Houston, 70, New England, 66, Colts, 62 million, Bengals, 59 million, Lions, 58 million, and the Buccaneers come in eighth with $47 million of cap space. Now, that's good news, okay, because obviously having to re-sign Baker Mayfield, I just did the the, the Brooks and, and Beckles podcast with the great Derek Brooks, and I asked him, Four years, $120 million, and he looked at me crazy, and I go, that's what it's going to be. It doesn't matter whether you think he's worth it or not. If you sign a new contract in the NFL as a quarterback and you're next up, that's that the, the numbers are going to be like that, if not more. If two or three teams want Baker Mayfield, he may get $40 million. I mean, he might. Baker Mayfield, who is clearly a fan favorite, Baker Mayfield, who's going to sell jerseys, Baker Mayfield, who knows this system. Now, here's where it gets a little funky. With Canales going to Carolina, does Baker know the system? 
Okay, they brought this new cat in, uh, Liam Cohen. I don't listen. This on real, real talk. I don't give a shit where you come from. I really don't. It doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter if you've had success in the past. Did anybody know what Dave Canales was going to be? Never heard of him before. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. A lot of it has nothing to do with the actual coach themselves. It has to do with the situation. Now, if you're the, if you're the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator last year and they bring in a young, snotty-nosed quarterback who doesn't know anything, was it on you or was it on the quarterback? So I hate to comment on up-and-coming coaches, especially offensive coordinators that I've never heard of before. Clearly, it's a big deal that he's had, he had some connects with Baker Mayfield in the past. I think it's pretty clear, pretty evident, and, and it's from the words of the Buccaneers as well, they're trying to re-sign Baker Mayfield, as they should, okay? Now, does Baker Mayfield follow Canales? They have a quarterback. He ain't going there, all right? Do the Buccaneers let him go? The Buccaneers are not going to franchise him. They're not going to give him $45 million. That's not going to happen. So it's up to Baker Mayfield whether he wants to stay or not. I would say this. I'm almost positive because I've played here before. If Baker Mayfield has a chance to re-sign with the Buccaneers, knowing the locker room, having love in the locker room, I think he resigns. Even if the Buccaneers have a little less money on the table with no state tax, you know, the difference between, you know, the economy between here and California and New York is astronomical, okay? So... Why would you leave somewhere when you're starting to see Baker Mayfield jerseys? Why would you want to leave there? And I'm not, I'm biased. Obviously, I'm a Buccaneer. But think about that. Why would you want to go somewhere else and reestablish yourself? I said in some of the previous podcasts that I thought it was a big deal to see Baker Mayfield's offensive line having his back. That's a big deal now. That doesn't have to happen. Linemen don't have to love their quarterback, but they clearly love. Listen to Tristan Wirth speak. They love their quarterback. That's half the battle. So crazier things are happening in the South. Raheem Morris is back, okay, uh, with the Falcons. The Falcons picked him over Bill Belichick. Isn't it crazy? It was, it was Belichick or Brady. Now it's clearly Brady. It's, I don't care. It's, that doesn't diminish Belichick. Belichick can still coach, okay? Since when is the number one guy of all times been out there and, and you know to be shopped and nobody gives him an offer? Nobody. I mean, does you know has football passed him? Maybe. People are saying Bill Belichick's the best coach ever. To me, it has to be Bill Parcells if they're going to do that because he comes from Bill Parcells' tree. So I'm not going to put Belichick over Parcells. I'm not going to do it because I was with Parcells. Bill Belichick, you get him a, if you, I think, if you took a Bill Belichick and you gave him the Dallas Cowboys this year, they got a good chance. It has to be the right situation for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has to have an established quarterback. He has to have a running game. He has to have some talent, obviously. And I said at the beginning of the playoffs, the reason why the Dallas Cowboys are not going to win, and they're probably not going to win again next year because they just, they never take care of this. They're not disciplined. They're not a disciplined football team. They get dumb penalties. You know what? You know what? Ravens lost because they weren't disciplined. They had four very undisciplined penalties. Dead foul or dead ball. They're about to punt the penalties. Can't do that.
not the way it's not the way you win football games. And you know what's amazing is we went through a whole year and it's been a whole evolution of the passing game and you know everybody has to throw the ball for 400 yards. Isn't it ironic that when you look at this, the playoffs and the teams in the playoffs, and I haven't looked at this statistically, but towards the end of the year, these were teams around the football, and including the Buccaneers, the Lions, the 49ers. Even the Dallas Cowboys ran the football, you know, a little bit. You have to be able to run the football. Kansas City runs the football with Pacheco. They run the football with Alaire. They run the football. You have to. You know what I mean? Green Bay rat was running the football. Buffalo was running the football a little bit with Josh Allen. And then you have the Ravens that run football all the time. But it's amazing how everybody puts so much stock in that quarterback, but it comes out to running the football and play defense at the end to me. It really does. And looking at this Buccaneer team moving forward, I just think we've, we took a bunch of strides this year that I didn't see us taking, to be honest with you. A few players that we have took a couple big strides. Um... Kalijah Kansi as a rookie this year, I always say it's really hard to shine as a rookie. The kid he was shy, he wasn't he didn't stand out, but he played football. He, he he looked like he belonged. Okay, Tristan Worth's rookie year he stood out. Kalijah Kansi held his own, and that's all you really want. Okay, and then I brought up the the, the name Luke Decky. I wouldn't have bet a nickel on this kid. He couldn't play left guard. Now he put him at right tackle. It just that's a whole different animal out there. And looking at PFF, uh, Luca Decky uh, is one of seven right tackles to earn seventy plus pass blocking and run blocking grades this season from PFF. So Luca Decky was a top seven tackle in the NFL, and Tristan Wirfs a top two left tackle. Three tops, Trent Williams, Tristan Wirfs, and I'm sure there's one or two others in, in on that list. But the Buccaneers look like they have a future now. They look, you know, Hainsey in there. And, I mean, the guard play can get better, but Cody Malk is going to be better next year. I, I always say that I, I jumped. My, my game probably improved 40% from my first year to my second year. It's not going to keep on improving 40%, but... What you do your rookie year, just, it's, just a lot, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of lessons that you got to catch. And your second year, you see things coming. I just had Tony Mayberry here at a Dignitary Cafe, and I was reminding him of, uh, I started my rookie year, and he started his second year. So the second he came in his second year, I was already picking things up, like watch this, watch this, here this comes. And it's, it comes with, you know, time. It comes, you know. Getting your ass out there. And, you know, I still hear people asking for Kyle Trask, and that's okay. That's fine if you want to. But don't you have to ask yourself to this point, if the kid could play, we'd have seen him. You got to start thinking that, can't you? You just can't keep on doing that, though. It's a, long, it's a long time afterwards. How stupid would they look? How stupid would the Buccaneers look if they put him out there and he lights it up? Stupid. You had that cat in the bench for that long? And who was in front of him the whole time? So, the future's bright. I swear to God, it's crazy. I, I, I think the future's bright. There's a lot of things, a lot of decisions need to be made. Does Levante David want to come back? Does Mike Evans want to come back? Is Mike Evans butt hurt that the Buccaneers didn't re-sign him at the, end of, at the beginning of this year? 
Don't say no, he has no reason to be. Yeah, he does. Mike Evans said, hey guys, you can sign me right now. And let's get this thing, we'll make it friendly, let's go. Nah. You don't think he's butthurt from that, huh? I do. I think it may be a factor when this is all over. Unfortunately, it may be a factor. Make sure everybody's listening to all my other podcasts as well. And uh, come hang out here at Dignitary Cafe sometime, 4817 Southwest Shore Boulevard. And uh, drink some Mitra Nines. Everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.